Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hey, welcome to the True Live Shenanigans Podcast. Social commentary, hot topics, an amazing guest with a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. This week, we were expecting actor Javon Anderson to join us, but he had to cancel last minute for a family emergency. But we've got to talk about this awful, awful Supreme Court. Plus, Johnny Storm brings us our new segment, the TLS WTF of the Week. All right, before we get into the show, let me introduce you to my amazing co-hosts. First up, the gamer, tech guru, and rock star with the rock band Fallen Machine, coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, Mr. Rob B. Rock. Happy Funday Sunday, everyone. It has been a busy week. It has been a hot week. Uh, Joe and I have been getting outside in the garden and the pool a lot more. We've rebooted our morning yoga practice. I helped my son-in-law with some branch removal on their property. I assembled and dropped off an early birthday barbecue for my daughter. So it really, it's been an amazing week. And tonight, we're going to cap it off. Uh, Joe and I are going to watch the latest Doctor Strange movie uh, in huh. the Multiverse of Madness. So no spoilers. Please don't type anything in the comments. How about, how about good movie? I enjoyed it. <laughs> Excellent. I enjoyed it. Oh, but we never agree during Black on Black Cinema. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, and our college student, actress, model, and entrepreneur streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Miss Gianni Storm. Happy Sunday, fun day. This week, Rob said it best. It's been busy and hot. Those are really good words to describe this Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. And it's been raining a lot. Um, But... Next week, I'm excited. I'm actually tra- I'm changing my car. My I don't I didn't tell you guys, but I was in an accident, and I'm switching <sighs> car vehicles, and so I'm making that trend. Yeah, I'm alive, clearly, as you said. I was gonna say, yeah, I was, are you okay? I mean, it was okay. a little, it was a little, but yeah, I'm switching cars, so I'm I'm kind of it's bittersweet a little bit. Wait, so okay. so I I need to know whose so fault was, was your first it? car. No, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault this time. It okay. was a hit and run. This time. <laughs> Ooh, oh, no. yeah. run too. But mm, it was at a stop. Is... I didn't go far. <laughs> it was just, oh. it, it, I was, it, it was a red light, so I didn't go far. And yeah, so it oh. wasn't my fault this time. But everything, I have insurance. I'm covered, guys. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just getting... good. Well, I'm glad you're well. And every like everybody else as well, there were no other injuries at the accident. Yeah, everybody else was good. The guy fled okay. the scene like he was a movie. It was it was actually funny to watch, but no, everybody else is good. Nobody. Else is good. How, how is it funny to watch? How is it funny it to watch? Because by the way the guy drew. Okay, so he hits me and then he drives in traffic and goes like in the middle of where that intersection is, and then mm-hmm. he drives over to a parking lot and like knocks down trees trying to escape the scene. Okay, that's kind <laughs> of somebody, funny. Yeah, uh-huh. somebody got the on the dash cam. I'll give it to you guys. I have it. I'll give it to you guys. It's oh, funny. yeah. Oh, snap. We'll show it next show. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad you're okay, Gianni. Absolutely. And of course, I'm Neil Nix, and I've got my thinking cap on today. <laughs> it's actually a replica of the cap worn by Dustin in season three of Stranger Things. So, oh. Um, yeah. My, give, give us your best Dustin smile. Oh, gosh. No, I'm good. <laughs> this is the best I can do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my wife got it for me, actually, because uh, I was watching the show. I was like, I got to get me one of those. I got to get me a thinking cap. <laughs> I was like, I love it. But yeah, so she got it for me. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. So, uh, do you do you watch Stranger Things? Love Stranger Things. I haven't Things. watched the latest season. Okay. You, Gianni, have you watched season three yet? Yes. I love oh, so it. you're caught up? You're caught up? Yeah, this is a good season, too. This is a really good season. I mean, it's only halfway through. I mean, the next the next half drops in in I think beginning of July. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to it. It's you got to catch up. It's really good. This season's actually really good. It's a little. It was a little slow for me, but uh, but once you realize why it's slow, it's definitely worth it. Oh, in the beginning, you said it was slow. Yeah, I was I was trying to I was trying to stick with it. It was a little slow for me, but it it's it pays off. It pays off, and it pays off. It does. 
Oh, well, she's hoping that you're more inspired. <laughs> so Mike Winter says she's hoping that you are inspired to think more <laughs> than my wife. <laughs> I think. Well, anyway, I think it caps on today, so we're good. <laughs> All right, I know a lot of you are wondering where Liz E is. She's taken on a big project for a summer, which requires her to work on the weekend. So we've got a lineup of amazing guest hosts throughout the summer. We were expecting Javon Anderson to be here today. Fortunately, he did have that issue. So uh, it's going to be the three of us. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. So so we've got a brand new segment we're calling the TLS WTF of the week. <laughs> All right, Gianni Storm. <laughs> What's going on? Okay, guys. What WTF? <laughs> China has a pornography mind reading device now. What? So, <laughs> so we created a device um, that can tell when men are watching porn. So this is a move to eventually ban all porn consumption. And this device called the Porn Helmet Police basically is able to detect uh, brain waves that are triggered when you're exposed to sexual content. So my question to you is, what would your reaction to be if our country or Rob's country Ban. The Americans. <laughs> if we, what if they ban porn, or if they, if if uh, they created some mind reading device, which one? <laughs> no, the mind. Re- that was a good. That's a good one too. I want to get your um, thoughts on the mind reading device as well. But mo- more importantly, right now, the what if your country banned all porn or all sexual content? Like even with our music videos, they can get a little bit raunchy. So. What would you guys, how would you guys feel about that? Robbie, what do you think? <laughs> you put it it would, I mean, it would make for a, I guess, a cleaner society, if you will, because we know that addiction to pornography is a real thing and it really messes with people's brains. Um, so in that Wait, respect. Can you elaborate on that? that would, um, <laughs> I, it, it alters the way that you think. It's, um, it changes how you perceive sexuality. It, um, because it's a dopamine release that's based off of visual trigger. Um, so some people come to really rely on it, which is, and that's where the addiction is built up. And then, I mean, there's nothing real about delivering pizza and pornography, right? Let's, let's be real about this. There's not, there's nothing real about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that it would be a good thing. It, people who would want it uh, would produce maybe their own home videos at their risk. But what happens behind your doors? I don't give a shit. But if they yeah. were really serious about it, Johnny, what you can out you you couldn't really outlaw pornography. I think it'd be very difficult because there's so much money there, and we know that industries that generate a lot of money can do whatever they want. Work with oil, right? Um, but if you wanted to put a real dent in pornography, you block it at the internet service provider level. You make it an extra option that requires the account holder to unlock that feature. You have to deliberately okay. unlock it like adult channels. So, you know, I could just imagine the conversation, honey, could you please explain how there is porn on our internet? Oh, shit. <laughs> because somebody has to green light it at the onset. If you do that, um, how many people are going to step up and say, hey, yeah, turn on the pornography on my, if your spouse isn't okay with it. There's so, Rob, just, Robbie, there's I got to admit, I, to do it. I am surprised. I, I did not expect you to say that you wanted Porn to be banned. I was. I'm really surprised. <laughs> it's not. A, I mean, there are people who enter it consensually, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you never hear about a happy porn star in their twilight years. You hear about a lot of suicides. You hear a lot about a lot of overdoses. You hear about people just disappearing. You pe- hear about people becoming just shriveled husks of what they used to be because of the drug abuse, because of the emotional and psychological trauma they've endured. Stormy Daniels, exception to the rule. I've seen her in interviews. That woman is brilliant. Brilliant. What, what about what about like general. places like OnlyFans where they're taking control of like their, you know, they're taking control of, of what they do with their bodies. I mean, these are women who just I mean they, like they're not seemingly yeah. seemingly so, Neo. Seemingly so. You think that it's consensual. I mean, in some cases I'm sure it's not. I'm, I'm certain in many it's cases so it's not. But, but, but you're saying ban it. Right. So you're saying you're OK with banning it altogether. And that's to prevent 
I mean, I, I agree with Jacqueline Robinson when she says here, please don't give lawmakers any more ideas given our loss of personal mm. protections. I yeah. mean, banning it is a is a stretch. I mean, making it more difficult to get maybe, or I mean, I don't know. So I'm, not, I'm not a fan of banning it. But maybe you can rhyme off a couple of positive aspects of the porn industry for me. <laughs> I mean, in, in society. Sure. In society. I mean, I, well, I was leaning. Okay. So I was leaning towards the fact that, of course, you know, women have the ability to sell men, women, whoever wants to sell sex to someone who, who wants to, um, wants to buy it. Um, you know, they can, I mean, you have the freedoms of like, uh, only fans and, and the porn sites and, you know, it's safe because they're able to do it in their own homes. They're able to do whatever they need to do. I mean, they have, and they're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're making a living off of entertainment. I mean, whatever that entertainment is. I mean, there, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. And I just have a concern. I don't have a concern with limiting it. And I understand the negatives of it. I have a problem with banning it altogether. That's where a problem, my problem lies. It's like, we have to have some freedoms. I mean. I just, I just, I don't, I don't know about it's, banning. It's just an industry that's very difficult where that line gets blurred so easily. It can, it can. I mean, but that's with anything. It can get blurred easily with just about anything. I mean, Johnny, what are your thoughts? You're, you're the female here. Oh, what, what, okay. So would I be, how would I react to banning porn? I think that I, I wouldn't like it because I think that would, um, so many thoughts running through my head, but because with porn is just so many different avenues. I feel like, yes, freedom of expression. Um, people make a living off of the sex industry, women and men, more, more, more women do. And I feel like to ban something means that like Neo said a little bit, it's taking away your protections or rights. And I also do agree with Rob that it would make things cleaner and like kids who are just on the internet, if porn was banned and there was no porn at all on the internet, then I would like that a little bit more for my little sister or my... I think there need to be though, more controls. No, no doubt. You're gonna even watch... Other controls are only like, good if they're enforced, Neil. How many senseless gun deaths do we see in the U.S. despite controls being in place? If you make it available, if you make it accessible, and that's it. I mean, if it's your jam, great. But I know, you create, your, create your own homemade content. I mean, <laughs> create your... But the I mean, minute that it... It's an what industry if, that can absolutely prey. It, it's an industry that does prey upon young women. It does. There are I some just, that enter it very consensually and do their thing, but it is an industry that very historically preys on young women. I mean, but historically, for example, the music industry pre preyed on people and, and stole musicians' money. Um, that's been the case, but that has changed with education over time. And certainly more educated people over time and make sure that they are not preyed upon and, and that they can control their bodies, their lives, and things like that. I'm not saying I'm a fan. I, I do think there need more, definitely be more controls on the internet, especially for children. Um, because I think, it, I was reading that Billie Eilish said that she consumed a lot of porn and she, were, she wishes she hadn't um, as a child. Um, because wow. it's available. It's right. accessible. It's so easily available. Kids are consuming it because it's just so, are you 18? Hell yes, I am. No, you're not. You don't understand the implications of what you just clicked. You have no yeah. idea the implications. And okay. let's talk about the technology just for a second. So I believe that the research team was able to record and study the brain impulse of the 15 test subjects. But in order yeah. for them to detect whether or not you're watching porn, you have to be wearing the helmet. So if you're yes. wearing the helmet, that's a pretty good indicator that you shouldn't be surfing any porn. People are going to know. So, <laughs> you know... I mean, everyone's I, outfitted with this helmet, sure, but I mean, I was yeah. confused by the technology too. I'm like, how is that really going to get people behind bars for this whole porn thing? Let, let's get to the let's get to some of these comments online. Mike, when it says, "Let people do whatever they want to do, stay out of people's bedrooms," I'm with you, Mike. <laughs> we agree on something. <laughs> Jacqueline Robinson, porn is indeed appalling. However, there is a slippery slope. Uh, Mike Wolf, banning porn would have the same result as we've had with banning drugs. You can still get them. It doesn't solve any of the problems. It just makes it more dangerous for people involved in it. And that's a great point, a counterpoint to your point, Rob, is that the reason that they were easily preyed upon in the past and, and taken advantage of is because a lot of it, a lot of much, much of it, even though porn was not 
illegal things like uh, prostitution, selling sex, and 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 going online for sex was has been illegal. And so it is different in the sense that it's a media industry. It's something that is broadcast. It's something that's available for consumption, and it can be limited. It can be controlled. Like I was saying, if it's something that you have to request specifically, then that would force a lot of conversations in a lot of households. And if it shows up, then there's hell to pay. Yeah, I, you, somebody's I, lying about something. I agree. Banning 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 it doesn't solve anything though, because you're, it, it's going to be it's going to be able to be consumed. Regardless, it's been shoot, porn has been around for centuries, millennia, even. So it's not that's not we're not going to be able to ban that effectively. It's just going to be we're just going to be putting people in jail and making it harder. I like I like his point that it's going to be more dangerous for people involved in porn. See, Mike Winter says government doesn't need to tell people what to do. Parents need to raise their kids. Mike Will says it can't be controlled, Rob. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of the internet? <laughs> But that's but that's where the controls need to be at yeah. the internet level. It, it shouldn't be distributed. It shouldn't be accessible to you unless you've greenlighted as a citizen, where you've said yes, yeah. greenlight me for pornography. Maybe and you know what? I Let, then maybe we'll have a registry of these people, so you can say, you know what? No, maybe that's not someone I want to date. No, <laughs> this person's going. Hey, do you watch porn? No, I don't. Mm, you're on the registry. As someone's far as. Lying. As far as this this nonsense with this uh, mind reading device, I mean, right. I mean, like, really, that's really is it going to? It's not. That's not going to work. The mind reading device <laughs> thing is not going to work. It's nonsense, and I'm sure it's not no. really effective. Yeah, I don't think it's effective. Oh I mean, it's more effective just to track what they're doing online. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's, it's more effective to give you the helmet and tell you that it tracks you if you're if you're walking. <laughs> right. It doesn't even have to do anything. It just needs to have a couple of flashing LEDs. It's like, yep, that's the anti-porn helmet. It's done. All right. Last comment, and it's a perfect segue into our next topic. But um, uh, Jack and Rom says uh, we're all too young to remember the well-intentioned amendment banning alcohol and how disastrous that was. Ultimately, it was repealed because the ban actually led to more crime, including bootlegging, mob violence, and murders. So, yeah. yeah. It looks like our audience yeah. does, doesn't agree too much with uh, Robbie's. <laughs> but that's good. Great conversation. I enjoyed it. Oh, one, one, last, one last thing. Hold on. I, I, just went, I just saw one more comment. An outright ban is bad. This is George Fournier. It's a slippery slope to censorship. There are many forms of pornography. Only fan pages are such an example, and many women and men utilize OnlyFans to survive during the pandemic, according to stats I read. Just wanted to give that. Yeah, no, that's fair. We, we got to get into this topic about the Supreme Court. So, lies, shenanigans. All right, we why don't you start us off? All right, so round one on SCOTUS. Um, so on June 23rd, this past Thursday, the Supreme Court of the United States struck down a New York state law that had been on the books since 1911 that required anyone requesting a license to carry a gun outside of their homes to have a proper cause to do so. So essentially, no more license required for a concealed carry in New York. Well, this was a six to three decision, and the court ruled that the law violated the Second Amendment. and. Clearly, this is a huge victory for gun right activists who had historically challenged New York's restrictive gun law. And I'm asking you, does this really make New York citizens more or less safe from gun violence and your reactions to this decision? What do you think, Johnny? So uh, the simple answer to me is yes. Uh, I believe that if there were less guns, there would be less gun violence. That, that makes sense. However, I do, it's, it's such a touchy, touchy, touchy subject. And I always, always go back and forth with it because I own a gun legally. And I feel like people, if they want to and are qualified for it, should own a gun. So, and that's not to say that New York isn't making it so that people don't own a gun. It's just they're making it hard for people to own a gun. And I understand because New York is, carry. Mm-hmm. crime is disgusting out there. But um, to answer your question, Rob, I, I do believe that um, the the Supreme Court's decision, I don't I don't believe they made a right decision with that one. They dropped the ball on that, in my opinion. So so you don't think, uh, so Johnny? Just to be clear, so you like guns, right? You're interested. I mean, you 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 like being able to own a gun. Wait, let me clarify. You like being able to own a gun, right? But you don't feel like the conceal and carry gun law in New York is. You think that it was the wrong decision for them to strike that down? 
Yeah, I think it was a wrong for them to strike it down. I feel, I feel like you should have the ability. I mean, you should be the conceal and carry. Just means you need to be licensed, right, to carry mm-hmm. a gun. Yep, you conceal. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah. I, that's fine. You're, you're okay. Okay. I, yeah. All right. I agree with that. But the yeah. reason I think tricky right. is because people feel like they're like if you're like pro gun, it's it's so like like extremist. Like you're pro gun or anti gun. I think that. Some of the laws should be implemented to keep the right people holding guns. Um, my opinion. Okay, real quick comments online. Oh, I, Mike Winter, uh, they do not care that these cities will be full of crazy people with guns. Uh, there was just a crazy dude in the subway shooting people for no reason. You can own it, but why the hell do people need to be carrying around a gun all the time? Jose says, but why own a gun? All right. So here are my thoughts on the gun law and Supreme Court. Um, there's an inherent problem with the gun laws. Because I remember D.C. had a similar issue not too long ago where they, where they passed laws restricting the purchase of guns and the conceal and carry laws. The problem is that there is the, is the Second Amendment. It explicitly states that you have a right to bear arms. I mean, it's not unclear. It's very straightforward. It says it. And, you know, even with a liberal Supreme Court at the time, they shot down D.C.'s law because it's explicit in constitution which is the founding document of our country um now is it antiquated should it be gone absolutely uh jackson robinson yeah. talked about the repeal of you know we had the prohibition was an amendment right and then we had the repeal of prohibition which was an amendment nothing wrong with amending the second amendment and changing it so neo just really i mean a point of clarification the second amendment really just says that the u.s needs to regulate a and to have a, a standing militia. And that being the case, it's a security thing. And you have the right to bear arms and your right to bear arms will not be infringed. So good news. You have one of the top militaries in the world. So you don't need to worry about the evil king of England coming and taking away your rights and privileges. You don't have to <laughs> worry about foreign nations landing on U.S. soil because everybody knows that that's the big stick. You and Russia. Those are the big sticks in China. So. Stay the fuck away from those places. You don't land people there. So you don't need a standing militia. You don't need all of your citizens to be armed. You don't need citizens who have the ability to amass guns, ammunition, who have the ability to go to the beach and decide that they're going to bring their gun. What the fuck? Why are you bringing gun to the beach in case that pesky shark comes at you? No, come on. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you as, as to your reasoning. What I'm saying is the problem with the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court didn't make the wrong decision. Unfortunately, I don't, I'm not sure that the Supreme Court made the wrong decision. I, I, my thing is, the problem is with the lawmakers. The problem lies with the lawmakers. The, the lawmakers, it's not the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, I think, may have made the right decision here on this one. Okay. But, um, uh, right, but with the law in New York, I thought that they shot down the law that said that you had to have a reason, like a good enough reason to have that gun if you were questioned. Yeah, so a, lic- a license to carry a weapon outside of your household. So now they struck that down. So you don't need a license to carry a gun outside of your household. That's to give reason, to provide reason. And then they license uh-huh. you for that use. But now that's no longer the case. You no longer need that license to carry your weapon outside of your household. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I do, it feels like they are overstepping. I mean, Mike Winter says that you know it's it's literally a one sentence, which it is. So it's not. And the problem with that being the one sentence is you have to read into it a lot. <laughs> you know, how do you really interpret it? You know, you it, it's pretty straightforward. You have the right to bear arms. Boom, right? And and so you're like, okay, what does that entail? I mean. They weren't thinking about licenses back then. They weren't thinking about conceal and carry. They weren't thinking about mass shootings and, and all the things that we deal with. What I'm saying is, I'm not sure the Supreme Court made the wrong decision. I'm just saying, I think the lawmakers need to make better decisions. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The lawmakers need to, re- I would repeal altogether the Second Amendment and, or at least modify it significantly. Um, so you yeah. feel people shouldn't have guns in this country at all? I'm, I'm I'm a little torn. People having guns for hunting and leisure. That's you know what? If you if you belong to a gun club, if you enjoy skeet shooting, 
and your gun is properly stored at the facility and they're responsible for it, if you enjoy hunting and your firearms are locked up properly, you're properly licensed for it and you are trained for it, then absolutely go for it. But for a stroll in the park, to go shopping, <laughs> I don't need to be strapped. And I, that's coming from a privileged lens living in Canada because we have very, we have a de- very different outlook on gun regulation. And what sucks for you is that, you know, what about the other states and territories that currently have restrict concealed carry permits, similar to what New York did? They're absolutely at risk. And what scares me is that your federal government will not have blanket laws to protect its citizens. The individual states, like Neil was saying, the individual states and the governors have an ethical duty to enact laws to protect their citizens because of what's going on right now. I've ripped on the insanity of American gun culture, and that insanity clearly has made its way to your highest court. Yeah. I'm just not sure that it can be... I just wish they would amend, uh, they would amend the Second Amendment so that, like you say, states can then make decisions. I think some states will make bad decisions, like they can they make like Texas and Florida, obviously. They'll make bad decisions for their laws. But to your question, Gianni, I'm not sure that, you know, if I have states like Texas and Florida and people in Texas and Florida, you know, loading up on guns and I have no protection myself, I feel a little naked, feel a little vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So should I not have the right to have a gun? I think I should. I I just think that there need to be if we or should you be protected from somebody's right to purchase these weapons. Unfortunately, Rob, if, if the problem is I live in a country where I don't trust the police. Yeah, we kind of do. To protect it's a, that's, it's a different culture. It's kind of like we don't trust even, like, I wish I kind of grew up in the, like you said, Rob, like a little bit of more of a privilege of the community. And you can, uh, not to say that you can trust your government or your country, but you kind of can in some degree. You, I just feel like where I come from, the people that I know, they do not trust anybody (laughs) barely anybody even in their family so it's like for them to not have a gun wouldn't even make it's almost a survival thing and i kind of understand how we have to shift our mind and shift to that i think idealistically there would be no guns but in this in this climate now it's still it's still that type of mindset where it's it's a tough no you're great it's a tough it's a tough thing to like to weigh you know like I don't feel safe. The police don't make me feel safe. I, I was in D.C. last night for a Corinne Bailey Ray concert, by the way, which I loved. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody, I mean, Liz, Liz has made it clear, you know, I love me some Corinne Bailey Ray. But, you know, there was all these police around and things like that. And, you know, not that I'm not, you know, I've been pulled over by the police and, and even recently. And I'm like, it's just not a pleasant feeling. And I don't trust that police have my best interest in mind. and. If I'm looking for protections, I don't trust that they'll be able, they'll protect me the way I need to be protected from, you know, I just don't trust it. Um, so that's, 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 that's the only reason I'm torn, really. Yeah. If, if we had a country where I, I felt comfortable, where the police are protecting their people the way they should be, then I could feel you on, okay, no, nobody really needs a gun. We're good. Let me see. If we, let me, let me go through these comments. There's a lot. Um, yeah. Mike Winter, a well-regulated militia uh, is how the Second Amendment started, right? Um, George Fournier, we are no longer in the Wild West where such laws made sense. I'm tired of hearing about the right to bear arms. Kill you. Um, the quickest, uh, this is Jacqueline Robinson, the quickest way to put gun restrictions in place is to have a black gun owners organization that believes in the letter of the law of the Second Amendment, as well as open carry laws. Those restrictions would be put in place <laughs> quick fast and in a hurry. I mean, that was, and that, as we were talking, I was just thinking about the Black Panthers and how they were open and care, you know, they were following the laws, they were making sure that they had their guns, and they were considered a, a threat to the government, yeah. a threat. And so, you know, they were, FBI shut them down. Uh, Mike Wolf, on one hand, there should be stronger, more consistent regulations on gun ownership. On the other hand, I'm not sure I trust the police to be the only ones with the guns, right? And then, uh, yeah. And then Mike Winter, do we do we have a well-regulated militia? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, then you do not even get the right to bear arms part. It is simple. Um, Mike Wolf says, treat guns like cars. Jeanette Brown says, I understand people's desire to own guns more than I ever expected to. I never expected as a mother. And now I sometimes think I should because I'm a mother. And I want to be able to defend my kids if necessary. We had a very divisive place in U.S. history. 
and is not unreasonable, unreasonable for reasonable people to want to be able to protect themselves at the same time we're in the midst of a mental health crisis and more guns means more deaths. Gun ownership should be at least as closely monitored as driving, minimum. Uh, Jeanette Brown says, we don't trust the police for a reason. Uh, Cherry Blaine says, I was about to type a comment going on in, about Canada's laws, but then the topic of trusting of trust surrounding police came up, and I stopped to think about what that world would feel like. Tough topic indeed. Um, and I have George- to say, Johnny, the Canadian government, the Canadian authorities, law enforcement have had their share of missteps. And I mean, they fucked up. They, they, they have historically also. Yeah. This is not solely an American thing, but it's, yeah. I think it's just the ease of access to these weapons and ammunition that makes a powder keg, a powder keg situation. And that's why you have the highest number of mass shootings per capita. You, America's number one, number one, and you yeah. crush it. Nobody else will ever, we can combine the rest of the world. And I don't know that we can even, if this was an Olympic event, it's yours. You've got it. Bar none. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments online. I may have belittled the significance of when I said the FBI shut them down. Uh, they did more than that. They when they I, sh- I mean when I say shut them down, they killed them. They killed many yeah. of the Black Panthers. Um, yeah. So um, that's that's the society you know we are in, and it's it's just difficult difficult thing to deal with. Rob, I do appreciate Rob's like perspective because it almost is like. Not that we should strive to be Canada, but <laughs> a lot of like, they have a lot of laws that make sense if you were an enlightened being or if you were somebody who just got along and just kind of was with the flow of things up to speed. I would say, take a look, take a look at the laws and the gun laws in Australia and the restrictions that they had there because they had um, their last mass shooting was 80s or 90s. And after it occurred, they imposed harsh restrictions on firearms, very similar to what we have in Canada. And it really took a bite out of that trend. And I understand the cultural implications. I understand the issues with people not trusting the current law enforcement system as it is. And it's, America's broken. And that's why it's such a tough issue. I mean, that's why I don't like the Second Amendment being there, because you can't really address the difficulties in society today the way they need to be addressed. because. Is just like this this one standard of you have the right to bear arms and that's it. And there's, there's you can't really create the proper laws to deal with the issue um, or, yeah. or even the complexity of the issue is, is more accurate. Yeah. Now we need to we need to go into uh, the other things because the Supreme Court has been like th- this is a horrible Supreme Court. <laughs> Honest. I, I mean, so we're looking. All right, so of course they decided to strike down Roe v. Wade, right? But on top of that, Clarence Thomas put out there, he wants to go after LGBTQ plus rights and contraception. I don't even know what to say anymore about Clarence Thomas specifically. Uh, he's just uh, basically one of the worst people. So Clarence Thomas, okay, was infamously accused before being confirmed to the court by Anita Hill of sexual harassment, right? He's been spearheading this attack on women's rights, although rarely providing an official opinion. He provided a concurring opinion on this Roe v. Wade thing, where he pushes the court to revisit other cases that have already been have been decided that are related to contraception, sex laws, uh, sodomy laws. He wrote that in future cases, we should consider all of this court's substantive due process precedents because. Any substantive due process decision is demonstrably erroneous. We have a duty to correct the error established in those precedents. And that's something that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez warned of. I mean, she was saying, hey, they're not just going after abortion. They're going after all of them. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think about this? Um, what do you think about Roe v. Wade? What do you think about uh, them going after all the LGBTQ rights? You know, what is what about what do you think about this court, Robbie? Uh, they've really attacked the American people uh, this week, and it's it's shameful. I I, I feel for the American people. Um, each Supreme Court justice, except Clarence Thomas, prior to being sworn in, when they were asked about Roe v. Wade, stated that Roe was a precedent of the U.S. Supreme Court, and that it had be, been reaffirmed so many times that they wouldn't touch it. But you know, 
clearly lied to you. They clearly, clearly lied. Um, and the hypocrisy of it just hurts my brain so much because in on one day, they're putting more guns on the streets and making it more accessible, endangering American lives. But the next day, they're all about the preservation of life and the fetus. Um, and the hypocrisy really just, it hurts. It really hurts. And this is just, it's, con- it's control culture under the guise of morality. And it's sickening. It sickens me even more that some Canadian politicians have applauded this decision. So I think of my daughter. I think of my nieces. I think of my granddaughter. And I mean, I don't wish for any of them to have an abortion. But if they ever found themselves in a situation in life where this was the course of action that they felt was best for them and their lives, I would support them every step of the way. And they should have access to a safe medical procedure. I'm just, I'm baffled, baffled. American people, like Canadians are looking in and going WTF, but also recognizing that there is a segment of our population that absolutely supports this decision also. It's it's always been very divisive, but at the end of the day, this is a medical procedure and it needs to be reflected that way. It needs to be viewed that way. (sighs) The American women, by by virtue of this decision, have been relegated to a second-class citizen, and you are you are breeders in the eyes of the SCOTUS by virtue of this opinion, this this decision. It boggles, boggles the mind, boggles the mind. Are right, you the you're the resident lady on the uh, the panel today? Yeah. So I I I mean, when we saw the leak, or we heard about the leak, and we covered it, we kind of I I mean, I felt like this was coming. It's still shocking, though, um, this overturning, but. Whether I think whether you're pro-choice, pro-life, whatever you want to call yourself, all the labels, I think it's just you have to see that now this is impeding on our rights as people to do what we want to do, more specifically women. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm just as like upset about this as anybody who uh, has been fighting about fighting for this for a long time. But I think that. Like I was reading comments and under different articles, you know, there's a million articles going on, but I was reading comments and how people were saying, um, it's just, it's just so divisive. I'm sorry. It's just so many thoughts in my head because I just feel like it's so divisive and people think just like with the gun laws thing, it's you're pro this or you're pro that. And I think that you have to like cut through that bullshit and just look at it for what it is. Like it's, that's them. It's our rights. They're taking away our, and the next thing is, um, like Neil brought up, Clarence Thomas uh, wanting to revisit uh, gay rights, um, wanting to vi- revisit contraception, um, same-sex marriage, all of that stuff. And whether you're for it or not, whether it goes against your religious or your own moral grounds or not, it's just look at it for what it is. They're saying that somebody can't do something, like that they were born here to want to to be able to do. You know what I mean? So take away all of the um, like theatrics, take away all of what you are believe um, like strongly about this and just look at it for what it actually the action is. And that is extremely, extremely, extremely upsetting. Um, I'm not surprised, but I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about the timeline of events here. Like when it does come to, if he is going to, if they are going to actually take away contraception or make it hard for contraception, um, which is birth control. And same-sex marriage, I don't think, I'm just, I don't know. I'm frustrated as hell. (laughs) I'm that, I'm frustrated as hell. I have a lot of feelings, but. I don't like that he's actively going after these things. I don't like that the goal is to go after all of these uh, previous rulings. Mm -hmm. Um, I like what Mike Winter says. He says he wants to go after all of the substantive due process cases. That includes loving which was a substantive due process case. And loving was the ruling that allowed interracial couples to marry. Oh. And as you know, Clarence Thomas is right, married to a white woman. Um, But it also includes the right to have anal or oral sex. It also includes heterosexual married couples. That's what uh, Mike Winter's saying. And I mean, this this is an inherent problem in the Constitution itself. And of course, our lawmakers again is because there's nothing explicit, explicit in the con. Like we have the right to bear arms; it's pretty explicit, right? Second Amendment's yeah. very straightforward. Unfortunately, um, 
But there's nothing explicit saying we have a right to protect and choose what we do to our bodies, to ourselves. I mean, I reread the Constitution in preparation, the entire Constitution, including the amendments, and there's nothing directly saying that we have those rights to control what happens. Even Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, who tried to hang on <laughs> so, so, so we didn't get to this point. I mean, I really wish she had, she had retired when Obama asked her to. So, <laughs> but uh, she, she criticized the decision both before and after she joined the high court. She said, uh, this talking about Roe, she said that it would have been better to take a more incremental approach to legalize abortion rather than using the ruling in Roe versus Wade to invalidate state anti-abortion laws. She suggested the ruling would have been more durable if it had been based on equal protection clause in the 14th Amendment, meaning that if it had focused on gender equality rather than the right to privacy, which, by the way, the right to privacy is also not explicit in uh, the Constitution. It was extrapolated. What they did is they said that other amendments established a right to privacy. So, and if you, if you look at the uh, 10th amendment, right, it says that it says that any rights not provided by the constitution goes to the states and the people, which is what is happening here, right? So the Supreme Court is not necessarily wrong in their ruling. I think they're wrong because it's definitely a political agenda that they're executing. We inherently have it, have these rights. We know they're human rights, right? <laughs> These are human rights. It's, it's, it's a political <laughs> slash moral agenda. And being good to one another is being ethical. Being moral is when you take a position on a higher authority. So if you use, say, a holy book to have the moral authority somewhere, it doesn't mean that you're right, but you have the moral authority. It, um, this, really, this is separation of church and state. And it's it's terrible that this it really is at the end of the day, because one political party does have an agenda, not officially, but their proponents, their supporters will say, hey, I'm with them because of these values that are reflected in this party, because they say the right things. And these people are tickled pink right now. It's uh, so even Congress and I, I think it was Congresswoman uh, Mary Miller with uh, Donald Trump called the Supreme Court overturning a victory for white life. Yikes. So her office had to backpedal hard on this, but she said it because, I mean, this is white. Even if it was a Freudian slip, it's... Right? (laughs) These are Christian values that are being reflected in this decision. And I hope that the synagogues will come back hard and declare that this is a violation of their freedom of religion. I really hope that this is going to galvanize people to fight this hard because I know that uh, like they're, they're rallying to fight against this. They, because they have to, they absolutely have to. And you guys know, I'm like, I'm a staunch. I mean, I, I'm absolutely pro-choice. Um, I, I mean, I'm anti-abortion at the same time, but I'm absolutely pro-choice because I believe we should have the right to decide what happens to our bodies. Um, you know, but it comes down to lawmakers. They need, they need to fix the fucking laws. I mean, the founding fathers never considered life existing before an actual live birth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, when, you're, when you come out of the womb, you're born. This is when life started for them. Let's be real. And this is a, this is a period of life where there were a lot of there were more mis- miscarriages. There were more stillbirths because medically, we weren't there. Exactly. Exactly. Were, God performed abortions at that time. It wasn't a physician. Exactly. And, and, and I mean... I mean, you're making a good point because years ago, um, and this is little known, you know, um, you know, I had to deal with a child being conceived and eight weeks in, I heard a heartbeat. You know, it was fantastic. Two weeks later, there's no heartbeat. You know, when does life really start? We're talking about, you know, they're using science, right? It's amazing how these people like to use science to justify what they needed to justify, right? So if you, if you, if you're talking That's, vaccines, oh no, there's no science to make climate change. Don't, don't that doesn't make sense, right? Don't trust but, the science. But now when they want to talk about life starts at blah blah blah, let me show you the science for it. It all makes sense all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, where 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 where's my where, where's the life um, that I conceived? It wasn't it wasn't viable at that point. How do we know? When do we decide what life is? This isn't about, and it, it's a very difficult topic because we're talking about. 
life, you know, a, a new life, birth, and all that stuff. And but this is about controlling what happens to your body, and it's not just oh, about yeah. women. I'm so tired about this this issue being about abortion. It's not what this is about. It's no. not even just about women's rights. It's not no. even just about that. I need to be able to control what happens to my body. I mean, think about it. If if, if I want to, you know, if I want to go and you know get boobies and and cut off my penis, I should have the right to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying I should have that right. You know, if I want. <laughs> Very true. I agree. I, I mean. We, we, we need to be able to allow people, it, it'd be different if I were affecting other people, right? If, you know, of course, there should definitely be laws if I go out to kill somebody, there definitely be laws if I go out and attack somebody, or if I, if I cut somebody else's balls off and without their permission, or, you know. Well, so then, should you be licensed to use your penis? Should this be gradual licensing? Until you know how to use it responsibly, <laughs> we're going to give you a vasectomy. It's reversible. We've stored your boys. But... You know, we have graduated licensing for driving. It takes two years to demonstrate that you're a competent driver. Well, you know what? You're, start, you're starting to have these sexual thoughts. Let's, let's put the training wheels on you, shall we? This is graduated. It's, yeah, no. It's I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make light because this is just, it, it is so devastating. But, I mean, yeah. like, you know, when they're coming after the bans on contraception and everything, it's like, well, you know what? If you're going to push that agenda, are you also going to ban Viagra? Because if pregnancy is God's will, then so is your flaccid penis. Good point. <laughs> I mean, you know, and the other thing, when we talk about rights, I mean, you know, this, this, this ruling opens up the reality that, you know, it, it, this could be like China, where, you know, we can have forced sterilizations because you don't have a right to decide what happens to your body. We should be, you know, we should have the right, states should also have the right to enact laws that allow you to snip men, you know, that, all I'm saying is by not having the right to control your own medical decisions, you know, what, what happens to you and your body, that's a problem. I mean, it's being, the abortion issue is a part of the problem, is, is a major issue, obviously, but it's the bigger problem is being able to control what happens to you, you know, what you want to do. I mean, people don't like it, fuck them. You don't have to like it. It's me. It's, it's my choices. And I think that we, we need to acknowledge that there are many large employers in the United States, many employers that do not stand by Roe v. Wade. There's a lot of companies that have stepped up and have said that they're going to cover abortion travel and expenses for their employees. A lot of, because uh, Bungie Games, for example, cited that they've gone to a digital first platform, which means you can work anywhere in the country and you're an employee of Bungie. So they're enshrining their, your rights within their corporate structure. So the Bungie, Starbucks, Tesla, Yelp, Airbnb, Netflix, Patagonia, DoorDash, PayPal, JP Morgan Chase, uh, Levi Strauss and Company, uh, Dick Sporting Goods, Disney, Meta, Condé Nast, uh, Zillow, Lyft, Uber, BuzzFeed, and Reddit. So those are just a few of the big players who have stepped up right away and said, this is bullshit. Don't worry. We're going to help you. So absolutely. I hope that more people will step up this way. And if you live in a trigger state, if you operate in a state that has trigger laws that has that have come into effect, then move your base of operations. Get pulled your business out of these red states that are going to be putting these bans on your sisters, your wives, your daughters, your cousins. Like all, it's that's one effective way to do it. All right, John, let me give you the last uh, give you the last comment. As we see, this is this is only the first or not the first, but this is not, it's not going to end here. Basically. I don't, I don't believe so. I think that our rights are, <laughs> our, our rights being, are being taken from us. I'm not being dramatic. I know that not a lot of people agree with this because a lot of people associate um, pro-choice with people who want to kill babies. That's, that's not what we want to do. Um, but I do feel like I have no words. I mean, I think there's going to be a civil war I know I'm, you guys always say- It does feel like it. I'm not even going to lie to you. It does feel like it. Like, it's like they're trickling down to something. It just is the, I feel it anxiously. Um, and there's actually been talk about that. I think I, I read some article where someone, I forget, I think it was Texas, someone in Texas was trying to secede from the union. And I think they were going to put in some, something to try to start doing that. Um, so mm-hmm. I, 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 I think we're lit, lit leading down that path and heading down. I agree with you, Johnny. Let me get to these comments online. 
Jeanette Brown says, abortion is a medical procedure that changes women's lives. And yet without men, no woman needs an abortion ever. I say we go to Lestrada, no abortion, no sex. Um, She also says a life form that may or may not develop into a healthy human should not have more rights than a living, breathing human. And that's what my point was. She actually succinctly put into words what I was saying. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's not alive yet, you know? And so, you know, to put that life ahead of the life that's here, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when a child completely changes the course of a woman's life and men can and do walk away. That was from Jeanette Brown. Uh, Mike Winter says, I think two states give the unfertilized eggs more rights than women who carry them. I agree with you. Anyway. Yep. All right. So we only had one main topic today, basically talking about the SCOTUS. So is this true lies? The SCOTUS. Truth, Supreme Court, truth, lies, or shenanigans. All kinds of bullshit and just my brain hurts. Oh. So, I'm just so frustrated with this. This kind of, uh, George Fournier, this kind of issue should not be left to a referendum, not justices. Bullshit is right. You gotta, I mean, Very dis- I, I would like to see lawmakers step up. I think we need to get to the polls again. We have to. Uh, and it, ha- it can't, it's not really about the president. This has to be about our representatives and our local, um, our local representatives, local offices. We really need, the midterms are going to be so important to get out and vote um, because the only people that can really make these laws is uh, it, it, to do an amendment. You need two thirds vote, 66% of the vote. And in the Senate, it doesn't exist. And if the midterms don't work out, it's not going to exist in the in the house either. All right, we're going to have to switch gears. We're going to get, we got to lighten this up just a little bit. Let's get to our game show. Just a little bit because uh, our game show continues the conversation a little bit. (laughs) All right. It's only the two of you going going head to head today. (laughs) But basically we're playing, (laughs) I don't want to call it abortion trivia, but we're going to like an abortion trivia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're going to say pro, pro-choice trivia. That's what we're going to call it. All right. So pro-choice trivia. This quiz is created by the ACLU. The way it works, we'll go around Robin style. If you get the correct answer, you get a point. Whoever collects the most points gets the final thought for the show. Um, Mike Winter, I just want to comment. Mike Winter says, check out the Pottstown Rumble finals online after the show. All right. We'll do that. All right. So again, ACLU, final thought for the show. If you get the most points. Start with Gianni. Which state was the first to legalize abortion? Alaska, Hawaii, New York, Washington, or all of the above? Ooh, Wash- Ooh New York. You know, New York? Yeah. That is incorrect. Incorrect. Hawaii became the first state to legalize abortion in 1970, though the law only applied to residents of the state. Later that year, New York legalized abortion. So you were close. For both residents of the state as well as residents of other states. Alaska and Washington followed in addition to Washington, D.C. Okay. All right, Robbie, true or false? Roe v. Wade was the first abortion abortion case to reach the Supreme Court. I gotta say false. False. That is correct. United States versus Vutich. Vutich. Vutich was the first case about abortion to reach the Supreme Court. ACLU General Counsel argued the case in which a doctor challenged the constitutionality of a District of Columbia law permitting abortion only to preserve a woman's life or health. Mm. All right. Robbie's in the lead. All right. <laughs> Johnny Storm. Roughly how many anti-abortion restrictions have state legislatures passed since Roe v. Wade? 55, 300, 896, or 1,300? That is such a specific question. God, I'm going to say 800. <laughs> 800, 896? Yeah. yeah. That is incorrect. Oh, 1,300. Wow. Way off. All right. Since Roe v. Wade was decided in 1973, more than 1,300 restrictions have been passed by state legislatures across 47 states. Though many have been blocked by courts, too many have gone into effect and created unnecessary barriers to abortion, including laws that prevent people from using their insurance to pay for an abortion force clinics to shut down and ban abortions as early as six weeks in a pregnancy, which is approximately two weeks after a missed period. All of these laws push abortion further and further out, reaching 
out of reach and mean that the right to an abortion is a right in name only for too many people. All right, Robbie, in what ways are states trying to force people to remain pregnant? Prohibiting the use of insurance for abortion, passing medically unnecessary restrictions, forcing patients to make unnecessary trips to the clinic, banning abortion completely, or all of the above? All of them. All of, them. <laughs> all of the above. That's correct. She's about to get an easy one. Forced pregnancy laws take many different forms and very different, significantly across states. They include prohibiting the use of insurance for abortion, making it unaffordable for those struggling to make ends meet, passing medically unnecessary restrictions that are impossible to comply with, and shut clinics down, forcing patients to make extra unnecessary clips, trips to the clinic. All right. Next question. Gianni, which state has an abortion case at the Supreme Court this term? Is it Mississippi, Kentucky, Texas, or all of the above? Oh, crap. Um, Texas. They're famous for something. Texas. <laughs> I think it's all of the above. All of the above. Mississippi and Kentucky were. <laughs> right, Supreme, Court, Supreme Court kicked off the term by hearing oral arguments in October in a case or by the ACLU. It will determine whether Kentucky politicians can continue attempts to ban a standard abortion procedure. Shortly after those arguments, uh, Texas, and then both these arguments came in the shadow of a challenge to a Mississippi abortion. And that's the one okay. that has just been decided. All right. All right. What would happen, this is Rob B., what would happen if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade? All right. So we know this. About half the states would ban abortion. Politicians would pass even more cruel laws like SB8, Texas's abortion ban, and a nationwide ban on abortion could be passed and signed into law if an anti-abortion Congress and president is elected. President is elected. I'm not too sure about that last one, but the first two look good to me as far as correct answers, so I'm going to have to go with all of the above. That is correct. And Rob B., you officially win the game. <laughs> All right. That was a fun game. Before we close out, let's get some shout outs. All right, Jen. I think we're losing your audio. Hold on. I think we're losing your audio. What is it again? Okay. Now? All right, we hear you now. Okay. I would think shout out. All the kids are What I'm going to do, I'm going to come back to you. We missed it. So I'm going to come back to you. Rob B, what's your shout out? Uh, not so much a shout out, but a rally call to all of the men out there. It's time to stand side by side with your sisters, lobby your politicians, lobby your lawmakers, march with your wives and daughters, march for your sisters who have had their rights violated by the highest court in your country. Shame on them. We need endless attack on women, on a woman's right to peace. All right. And my shout out goes to Lizzie. It was her birthday on Friday. So happy birthday, Lizzie. Happy birthday. We wish you were here with us today so we could really celebrate. But I'm gonna turn the music down. So Gianni, repeat your um, repeat your shout out real quick. Oh, um, I was saying uh, happy birthday to all the cancers, and Lizzie is a cancer as well. To so happy birthday to you, Liz, and happy birthday to me, July seventh. We won't be here for the show, but yeah, shout out to the cancers. Woo-hoo. All right, so yeah, so yeah, your birthday's coming up too, right? So all right, awesome. So we'll see, but we'll see you Sorry, on the ten. <laughs> All right. That is officially all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. We hope that you maybe learned something, gained a new perspective, even got some things off your chest if you had something to say. A lot of people talking online. We will be offline next weekend. We will be back, though, live July 10th. And there is no after show today. But uh, looks like our winner for our final thought for the show is Mr. Rob B. Rock. The second win in a row, isn't it? I know. All right. Good job, Rafi. Close us out. Well, I came across this gem credited to Jason Love today. Live each day like it's your second to the last. 
That way you can fall asleep at night. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. That's funny. All right. Thank you, Gianni and Rob V. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was a wonderful conversation. Most importantly, we got to thank you for watching and listening to our shenanigans each and every week. And we will see you in two weeks. Have a good one, guys.